Welcome to the Love Heal Thrive Podcast. I'm your host, Erin Gray, and today we are talking about emotional self-regulation, how to recognize your emotions, how to sit with your emotions, and tools and techniques to process those emotions. This is such a powerful conversation. I am so happy you are here. Let's get started. I am so happy you are here. Coming off of the holidays, I know I have a ton of emotions. I'm sure you probably have a ton of and coming to learn how to sit with those emotions and how to process those emotions and how to do our own work and to not put that on anyone else is the most empowering thing that you can learn to do for yourself. And that's what I hope for you in 2023 is that we can walk that journey together and do this. (laughs) I think it's such an important, important tool, just a good human tool. So self-regulation is the ability to witness emotions, thoughts, and behavior, and to become mindful of the state so that we can choose differently. When we become aware of our emotions, we can make different choices. So self-regulation itself is the presence between thought, feeling, and action. It is found in the gap. Eckhart Tolle popularized this term, the gap, and in this incredible blog that he wrote on Awaken, he writes, in this first moment of seeing something or hearing a sound, and more so if it is unfamiliar, before the mind names and interprets what it sees or hears, there's usually a gap of alert attention in which the perception occurs. This is the inner space. Its duration differs from person to person, so it's easy to miss it because in some people, it's often fairly short. But this is what happens. A new sight or sound arises, and in the first moment of perception, there is a brief cessation in the habitual stream of thinking. Consciousness is diverted away from thought because it is required for sense perception. A very unusual sight or sound may leave you speechless even. Inside, that is to say, bring about a longer gap. So we know that I put all things in terms of energy and each of our energy centers, each of our chakras is connected to a sense. Each one of our chakras emits energy that creates one of the seven layers of our aura. And our aura is like our ultimate investigator. It absorbs information, context, energy from other people in our surroundings so that we can then discern, is this safe? Is this real? Is this connected? What, how is this helping me or how is this harming me? And it really helps to guide us toward living a healthy, connected, beautiful life. But it is in this gap that our energy body is connecting to our divine source so that we can better interpret with our senses what is safe, what is not safe, and how this is benefiting your higher self. So we remain connected, not just from an external experience, but from an internal experience. We remain connected to our guidance and to our divine source. And is in that moment we are connected to this divine source. But when we are connected to this place, we stop thinking, we stop using our human brain, our human mind, and just do what we're supposed to do, be and embody that divine version of us that is guided and directed and isn't trying to manipulate any situation or push. 
Abraham Hicks will often talk about things feeling upstream or downstream. So have you ever had that moment where you feel like you are pushing and pushing and pushing and striving and things are just not working, not working, not working? Well, that is what we would call upstream. But have you had days where you hit all the green lights and things are really easy and everything flows? So that would be a downstream experience when you aren't fighting against the current. So how can we live a more downstream life? Well, we get quiet and we live in this gap and we live in this connected divine space where the divine is always guiding us. And Eckhart goes on to say, the frequency and duration of those spaces determine your ability to enjoy life, to feel an interconnectedness with other human beings as well as nature. And I think a great visual for this is in the original Avatar. There is this moment where they're all sitting and meditating, connecting to the mama tree that has all the roots going down and they're all connected and everything is connected to the roots and they're connected to each other. And it's this beautiful, electric, mesmerizing moment in the movie that I believe is our moment every day. We can tap into that visualization. We can, that is our divine life here embodied It is how we go from the electric sun to the magnetic earth that we become this conduit and we then become electromagnetic as we connect to the divine, as we root down into the earth, we become this channel between the divine and earth. And when we do this, this is that gap. This is when we stop thinking. This is when we pause before we have that human reaction to any circumstance. Next, we're going to move on to cognitive reappraisal, which is simply reframing. And this is how I have suggested to you, where's the lesson in whatever's going on? What's, what's the lesson here? What do I have to learn? So this begins to reframe our life experience, knowing that life is happening for us instead of to us, beginning to reframe it and know everything is blessing us. Everything is for our good and for our benefit. And even if things are hard, we can look at that time knowing we are being strengthened. We are being encouraged. We are being expanded. We are being prepared for what is coming next. So knowing that even in the struggle, there's so much blessing that is heading our way. And without even realizing it, Angel Birthdays itself was its own reframe. So the children's book I published several years ago is called Angel Birthdays, and it repositions the day we lose a loved one as an angel birthday. And this was simply something that I did for my own family that then scripted and put into a book. But it was this reframe for my young, young children to then celebrate their grandmother's death as a life celebration. And it offered those children, my children, control over this party when there was a time that there was feeling like there was no control for them. They got to choose the color of the balloons. They got to choose the color of the cake frosting. And the presents for the angel birthday party was a memory box. And so they got to choose all the different things that they put inside this memory box. Faith is a gift to all of us. 
And I think when someone very close to us dies, we begin to question that faith, which I think is ultimately good because it ultimately deepens our faith. But as a child, it's really helpful to feel like we have control over simple little things, knowing that faith itself will show up in greater and bigger ways as life ruptures and repairs. And we continue to experience that, you know, so they say in relationship, there should be rupture and there should be repair so that you can build resilience within a relationship and within life. And I think that death itself causes us and causes the human spirit to experience its own rupture and repair, knowing and any trauma, actually, for that matter, not just death. It is this human spirit rupture. But then we also have human spirit repair. And as we continually rupture and repair throughout our life, this is where we build our resilience. And this is where faith truly comes in when we know and understand that repair will follow any rupture we experience. And our next aspect of emotional regulation is do not make decisions for other people. One of my best friends was reminding me of this topic lately. Do not make decisions for other people. The word and what my mom would always say to me is the worst anyone can say to you is no. So always ask. And this is where we invite blessings to come in. And I wrote a blog several years ago on the mystery of the unforeseeable solution that we invite in a myriad of solutions. You know, often people who are suicidal see the world as black and white, that there's only one solution or another solution. There's only one of two solutions. However, the divine would tell you that there is a myriad of fun, amazing, unbelievable ways that your problems can be solved And it's actually in the solving of those in these complex, fun, amazing, incredible ways that helps us to understand that the divine plan is far, miraculously far beyond our comprehension and understanding. And so as we begin to trust and know that we are always being blessed and we welcome in all of those solutions and it is in trusting and knowing that there's this thousands of different ways to solve a problem that we then can accept life exactly as it is knowing and trusting we are exactly where we're meant to be right here, right now. This is also called radical acceptance, but in any, in any one of its forms, when we can appreciate life as it is, life always improves. Abraham Hicks often says, appreciation is a vacuum for what we want. So what we appreciate, we draw more in and think about that. We just got through the holidays. So I'm sure that you bought lots of loved ones, lots of different gifts. I certainly know I did. (laughs) And think about their responses to your gifts. If someone was really, really grateful and appreciative of the time and energy and all the cool wrapping that you might have done or all the thoughtfulness that you might have put into a gift, or maybe there was no thought in the gift, but they were still grateful for what you gave them. Does that make you feel like you want to give them more things? Absolutely, right? But what if 
they were not very nice about it. In fact, this happened to us this year. <laughs> a, a younger friend had said, oh, well, maybe they'll do better next year. Right. And it was like, what? Like I'd, I'd heard this story and I couldn't quite believe it. And I was like, wow, okay. It really put me, I had to check myself. I had to emotionally regulate. I was using all these same tools for myself because I thought to myself, one, I just prayed for them because I thought, wow, how sad to be in this place. And by the way, we'd given them a really nice gift. <laughs> Not That doesn't even matter. But the point of this is when we feel appreciated by someone, we want to give them more. When we don't feel appreciated by someone, we don't really want to give them anything more. So using this same premise with the divine, we get more of what we want and even better, this or more, this or better. But if we come at it from a do better next time place, the universe is going to keep giving you the exact same thing until you appreciate what you are actually getting. And when you do, better will come in, elevation will come in. And because appreciation and gratitude draws in a higher energetic vibration. So coming to this place in our life where we appreciate and accept and know we are exactly where we're meant to be right here, right now, will allow us to not hold on to any of those upset emotions that might be triggered or caused, trusting and knowing everything is happening in perfect order and that there are so many lessons and blessings that we're receiving all at the same time. And as we are tapping into those emotions, it is so important to actually tap into those emotions and to not numb them out. So, so often in our world now, we get upset and then we look to numb our feelings. We go on to our phones, we go play a game, we go grab a drink. All of these outward rescues disempower us with every choice that we make. I want you to think about that. Every time you start to feel upset, what is your response? Is your reaction to your feelings immediately a go-to to your phone, a go-to to go play a game, a go-to to go grab a glass of wine? How can you pause on that rescue and allow you to rescue yourself? How can you rescue yourself? Just this acknowledgement, just this awareness that we have this knee-jerk reaction to something outside of ourselves, our phone, our game, our wine, whatever it is. But when we can flip that around and allow ourselves to rescue ourselves, well, that's where your power is. This is the most empowering tool that I can teach you throughout this year. And in this meditation we're about to do, this will help you to remain in your own power and heal your own self. But I want to finish talking about numbing first, and then we'll do the meditation. So in A Course of Miracles, it talks about that we have either fear or love, that every emotion falls under one of those two categories. So fear, you know, anger, frustration, ultimately, and results down into fear. 
and happiness, gratitude can be reduced down to love. So we're either either experiencing fear or we're experiencing love. We're either protecting or we are connecting. And in protecting, our amygdala, the emotional center of our brain, activates when it determines there is a threat of fear or aggression. Once it senses a threat, it moves our amygdala into a state of protection. We are in fight or flight protection mode. Once upon a time, this threat looked more like a bear was chasing you, but now it can mean that, you know, there's comments on your Instagram that you didn't like. Our threats are very different nowadays. But as a result, your prefrontal cortex, the thinking center of your brain, freezes and makes it difficult to nearly impossible to access your feelings. So when this happens, we aren't able to access our feelings, which is our connection. This leaves you disconnected from your feelings, your own feelings, as well as feelings for others, and not present to your own life. The amygdala not only shuts down to protect during a threat, it also connects emotional meaning to your memories. So it creates this emotional connection to your memories. But if we're not present to what's happening to our baby walking or time with our family or game night, we aren't actually connecting those feelings to our memories, creating a meaningful life. We protect or we connect. What have you been doing more lately and how can you pause when you want to start to numb? How can you stay connected instead so that you can maintain this beautiful state? You can remain in the gap where divine pleasure, divine love, divine connectivity happens not only to the divine, but when you are connected to the divine, you feel that same connection with everyone around you and especially with yourself. Because again, I always go back to my theme, it is energetics. We cannot numb one emotion. It's all within our sacral chakra. So if we try to numb one emotion, we're numbing all of our emotions because we're stagnating the energy center that is the seat of our emotions. And so I challenge you, sit with those emotions for 10 seconds and you can maybe increase it to 20 seconds before you head to your rescue. I'm not telling you to cold turkey your rescue. (laughs) Can you wait for 10 seconds before you go onto your phone? Can you wait for 20 seconds before you go grab a drink? Can you sit with those emotions Allowing your own rupture, but more importantly, allowing your repair. Begin 10 seconds at a time and watch how powerful you begin to feel. And your final technique for today is cultivating your witness. Ram Dass popularized this technique and it is about beginning to witness your emotions. It's about beginning to witness your thoughts, rather than embodying those thoughts and emotions. It's beginning to create this separate consciousness that allows the separate experience, recognizing and knowing you are divine source, 
just having a human experience. And so placing this human experience on its own screen, separate from your divine source. And when I first learned this technique, I had been probably doing this for about a year. I walked up to a group of people and somebody said something that really triggered me, really upset me. (laughs) And I used my cultivating witness technique and I began to separate those feelings. I remember this was the very first time this ever happened. It was incredible. I began to separate those feelings recognizing those feelings. And I was having this whole inner dialogue thinking to myself, wow, Aaron, how did that, why did that trigger you? What part of you got triggered? Why did that trigger you? And then I recognized it was an insecurity that I had within myself that somebody had said. And then I recognized I wasn't mad at that person at all. It was something I felt insecure about. So I gave some love to that insecurity. And then I responded differently. I responded differently to that situation, to that person. And rather than getting upset or mad, I responded with love. And I think this is the power of this work is in emotionally regulating yourself and recognizing your triggers are all about you. And it is putting the tools and techniques in place that allow us to better discern our own triggers so that we can respond in a more loving and divine way. And so now I want to teach you how to cultivate this witness. If you are driving, please come back to this another time. I always want you to meditate in a safe and protected place. Go ahead and close your eyes, bringing your attention down to your pelvic floor, the base of your spine, your perineum. Seeing this beautiful tree root, the width of your hips, push down through the many layers of the earth, down into the center of the earth, clicking in and pulling taut. And I always give Mama Earth so much gratitude. Thank you, Mama Earth, for the sun and the moon and the stars and our food and our animals. Thank you for taking what no longer serves us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So grateful. And you can remain here for as long as you like, giving gratitude. And when you're ready, you can draw that beautiful earth energy up that root, filling in your pelvic floor, the base of your spine, your perineum. I am safe. I am secure. I'm protected. I'm being blessed always. Thank you. And you can remain here for as long as you like. When you're ready, do you then imagine yourself in this beautiful movie theater, just getting cozy in a chair, just relaxed, cozy, sitting in this beautiful chair. And then in front of you, seeing this beautiful screen. And as you begin to have thoughts and emotions, I want you to place those thoughts and emotions on that screen. Begin to see them, not in your mind, but in this screen, beginning to see your emotions in the screen, beginning to see your experiences on the screen. In a few more breaths, as we begin to separate, this creates a, a dual consciousness. This allows your human experience act out on a screen. 
want you to begin to notice who is watching the screen. This is the I am in this chair. This is your divine source that embodies within your body. This is your divine experience. Witnessing and watching the emotions that are happening in your life, the circumstances that are happening in your life, allowing these to become separate experiences, recognizing your human experience and recognizing your divine experience. Breathing that in for a moment. And you can remain here for as long as you like. When you're ready, I'm going to feel this divine experience in the chair and see this energy rise up your spine, out the crown of your head and up to your divine source. Seeing this beautiful connection from the earth to the divine flowing through your spine and connecting to your divine source. And just breathing that in, knowing you are this conduit, you are this channel, you are this connection between the earth and the divine. And as we sit in this divine space, as we separate out our human experience, it becomes a little easier to understand what we're connecting to because this is what we are made of. Taking three great big deep breaths as you are connected to your divine source, drawing that in and on the inhale, seeing that energy come through the earth, up your spine and up to your divine source. And on that exhale, seeing that energy flow down through the front inner part of your body down into the earth. I'm going to do that two more times, drawing that energy up your spine up to your divine source on the inhale and on that exhale, seeing this energy flow down through the inner front part of your body down into the earth. One more time, drawing that energy up your spine, connecting to the divine and down the inner front part of your body down into the earth. Taking one more great big deep breath in. Just basking in this moment. And when you're ready, you can send, see this beautiful golden light pour down through the crown of a head, filling up every single cell in your body. This beautiful golden light. And the space in between your cells, the gap in between your cells, filling with this beautiful golden light. Until you have these waves of golden light flowing through you down into the center of the earth. And you can remain here for as long as you like. But if you're ready to come back, see that beautiful earth energy drop one more time up your root, filling in your pelvic floor, the base of your spine, your perineum. On two, rubbing your palms together. Three, massaging whatever might have fallen asleep. Four, taking a great big deep breath and stretch. And five, coming back awake, alert, and refreshed. Back to this moment now. I cannot encourage you enough. It begins in meditation. So I will put this as my meditation and on my YouTube channel this week as well. So 
that you can easily find that. Or you can always come back here as well. But cultivating our witness begins in meditation. And as we practice this in meditation, we're then able to use it in the exact same way I did in a social scenario. We begin to separate out our feelings and begin to recognize our own trigger. So then we can respond differently. As we lengthen our gap, we respond differently. And when we respond differently, we live a life that is empowered and powerful and wonderful. And just to recap all the amazing ways you can emotionally regulate one basking in this gap, understanding there is this response time that we can create this energetic response time that we can create that allows us to respond differently, to feel differently, to be different, to respond from a divine place, reframing our experience, knowing we are always being blessed in every moment. And how can we live a life that feels more downstream, welcoming in the unforeseeable future, knowing there are millions and millions of beautiful, incredible, funny, hilarious, amazing ways that the universe can solve your problem allowing your heart to have its own rupture and repair experience so that you can begin to live a life that feels even more faithful, even more trusting that life is always blessing you. Notice how often you are leaning on something outside of you to rescue you and begin to rescue yourself. And finally, cultivate your witness, begin to recognize your human thoughts and your divine being and allow your divine being to be the one to respond. I cannot thank you enough for spending this time with me. I can't wait to hear in the comments down below, which of these techniques are you going to apply this week to begin to emotionally regulate better and to live a life that is so much more empowered. I can't wait to hear. Take care. Woo. Thank you so much for joining me for this powerful conversation on emotional regulation. I cannot wait to hear what you're going to incorporate into your life. Be sure to subscribe and share with all of your friends. Thank you for sharing the love and subscribe to my newsletter at lovehealthrive.com. I will see you next week. Love yourself enough to heal. Heal yourself enough to thrive.